Hello, welcome back to Being Black with Camille Smith, and today we are having a special Women's History Month episode. We are welcoming back India Irvinchoy. If you haven't watched her video already, she's a PhD candidate in the Biomedical Engineering Department at the University of Delaware, and she is an advocate for increasing representation in STEM and creates content for minorities aspiring to attend graduate school. Definitely follow her because I want to attend graduate school and she just makes me feel better about it. We're also welcoming Kristen and she received her Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering from Cal Poly Panoma and is, in, is completing her studies at UC Davis with a Master's in Energy Systems, which she's dope. Um, she's also having um, been involved in projects related to clean energy access and energy efficiency, clean transportation, equity, and energy justice. So definitely follow her for all things sustainability and clean energy. And last but certainly not least, we are welcoming Nettie, um, who received her Bachelor of Science in Biochemical Engineering from the University of Georgia. Go dogs! And she's a third-year biomedical engineering PhD student at Georgia Tech and Emory University in Atlanta. So I'm super excited to be talking to all three of you today. Um, we have a very, very, very important topic about being Black and a woman. I think this is the, of course, most important intersection that I have in my life. And I think it's just very important to talk about our experiences as Black women because we're the bomb, but we do have a lot of obstacles and endeavors that we have to overcome just naturally. So we're gonna start off our conversation India, who is your like favorite historical Black woman figure? Mine would actually be Michelle Obama. Um, and I honestly didn't really pay attention to her much until after she wasn't the first lady anymore. Um, so when she released her book and then when she released like her documentary and now her podcast and like, I just love that woman. She's like my auntie and like, obviously she don't know that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just admire Michelle Obama though, because she just took full ownership of like her job as a first lady, which like wasn't ever really laid out explicitly, right? I admire her for holding a higher position and having a career and having like all of her ducks kind of in a row, right, before she became the first lady, because then she took what she learned just from her normal life, like pre first lady, and um, implemented that into the White House, right? Like she was like, I'm going to go in here and change all the art to Black people. I'm going to wear all Black owned like fashion or like affordable fashion and stuff like that. Um, she also did like the natural hair thing, which like is a struggle in grad school. So like to do that as a first lady, mad props. Like <laughs> I just love her so much. Um, and just like from her podcast I've listened to, like she seems like such a um, admirable person, but also connects with people in a personable way, right? Like she's not just like the first lady that holds this position and like is untouched. Like she made it a point to speak to um women and like younger students um, before she was out of the office. And then again, now that she is out of office and just like connecting with the community again, being just a, a role model for the community at such a high position though. So I really admire Michelle Obama. So I feel like for me, it's hard to pick a favorite just because like there's so many amazing black women, uh, but one that does come to mind was um, she's a president for my undergrad or my alma mater as uh, President Soraya Coley. Uh, she's the first Black woman president of the school. Uh, and so she she's just amazing. I think when I had the privilege of getting to interact with her and talk with her, just seeing how down to earth 
she is with students, uh, it makes you feel comfortable, you know, being able to have those kinds of conversations where you can learn from her experience and, you know, get inspired from all the wonderful things that she's done. I, I think that what I also like most about her too is that, you know, even though she is in such a high position, she makes you feel comfortable. Like she, she is always going to identify with you as far as, you know, the experiences that you've had. And I think it's, it's important, you know, especially if we're talking about Black women, just seeing other Black women in, you know, higher positions or positions of power, because it, it inspires you to strive for a similar goal. And it, you know, you can really see yourself in that kind of position. And then Nettie, do you have one? My favorite historical Black woman is Miss Katherine Johnson. I think, as we all know from the movie Hidden Figures, um, she was an incremental part of the NASA space missions um, due to her ability to do some great math work by hand. Um, I think looking at her history, I think I resonate a lot with her, especially as a child, her parents nurturing her in the environment that she was surrounded by. I feel like I had that growing up. I had literally an all-Black environment of people who excel, like neighbor orthodontists, um, other people in my neighborhood, doctors, teachers, lawyers. So I felt like I can be the best I can be. And seeing how, you know, Black women like you're, I think what you're trying to embody here, we can do it all. We can do the math. We can become engineers. Like you have all these beautiful engineers here, you know, and there's nothing that can hold us back. And I think seeing one, the movie, but also just reading more about her and her life legacy, she wanted to open more doors for Black women to come behind her. And that's usually what I see with all the women they've explained today not only what they want to succeed, but make sure next generations could also have the opportunities that they had. And I'm glad that we're all here to talk about this. I sobbed during that movie. Girl, oh, every time, every time. <laughs> yes, I've seen it multiple times and just cried. And it was the scene where her boss was yelling at her for like being like, like going to the, basically going to the bathroom, but he didn't realize. And I just was crying. Like I'm mm -hmm. waiting for it to happen the entire movie. I was like, go off, sis. Let him know. Yeah. I was so angry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's just so interesting, that, Nettie, that you said that, like, you grew up in an all-Black environment and that, like, when I was watching the movie, I honestly thought it was fake. Like, I, I didn't think that Katherine Johnson was a real person. I thought it was kind of like a Black Panther, you know, 2.0 kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in that kind of environment where, you know, you saw Black people in such high positions all the time or, like, doing such, like, um, critical work so at the end when I found out that it was all true I was like oh wow what went straight to Google and I was like oh this right. is the thing okay we're going with my mom my sisters uh, my twin is also Kemi by training so you know it's going to the engineering gear just sitting there and being like oh my gosh like, wow like how do like and YouTube has some great picks for historical figures like if I had a pick my go-to is usually like Michelle Obama and I like Katherine Johnson. So it's like just so many great women that we have to choose mm -hmm. from. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why representation matters. Like seeing that, oh, this is real and I can achieve that. I think that's a goal. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I talk about representation on, I feel like all my social media platforms at this point, and it probably annoys people, but I just really, really think that it's important because like India, like I didn't grow up in, I didn't grow up really seeing anyone outside of like my parents, you know, working and like people recognizing them for their work. 
and I grew up in a predominantly white area and it was just, I, I was by myself. So there was no engineers in my family. Um, and there was never a point that my, you know, immediate family ever questioned like, oh, like, you, are you sure you want to be an engineer? Like they were all like always completely for it. But I just kind of went in and was like, everyone says this is hard and like, I'm smart. So we're going to see what happens. <laughs> but being able to, you know, have someone, you know, ahead of you mm-hmm. or I told India this during her episode, but like meeting her was just like a huge whoa thing because I'm now kind of tapping into this like black woman in STEM, I'll say like social media environment that like we've created for ourselves. And I didn't even know that it was a thing. And like- Oh, it's lit. Literally <laughs> India was the first person that I was like, oh my gosh, like a PhD student that like has the same type of curl pattern as me, like that's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. So then again, to even talk to- you know, other Black women in engineering too, it's just like, wow, like this is just super cool. So I couldn't agree more. I think representation is super, super, super important. And in that vein, um, Kristen, do you think that, what experiences have you experienced that you think are very specific to the Black woman experience? I think it's it's hard to say, because I'm not sure if it would be specific, but the fact that, you know, as Black women, you know, being that we are black and we are women, it's just trying to find that um, that feeling of belonging in spaces. I, I think that experience is something that is really unique to black women in that, you know, depending on the kind of environment you're in, you may not necessarily find any kind of community like that might not be readily available to you. Um, and in some cases that could, um, that could also be affected by maybe like cultural differences. Um, so I think because there's so many, there's so many factors that come into being black and being a woman, um, you know, trying to figure out what what that looks like for you individually can sometimes be a challenge. Um, I don't know, I, I, it's just something that you don't really feel unless you are a black woman so sometimes it can be it can be hard to explain because sometimes it's not like pointing to something specific but it's you know sometimes it's just looking at the experience holistically and you know like reflecting on what what you felt in different situations and some people may not be able to understand that I've actually been thinking about this a lot. Um, and I think what people don't get, like Kristen said, like there's so many different ways to kind of like define it. Like, what does it mean to be a, a black woman? But um, I think what is a part of the, the experience at least is being like celebrated in specific moments and then being shunned and um, uh, I guess attacked in others, right? So we see that with Amanda Gorman like everyone was like, oh, this woman is beautiful. She's a great poet, you know, buy her books, support black women, all this stuff. And then a couple of days ago, she tweeted that she was followed to her apartment because someone didn't believe that she lived there, you know? And then we see even Megan Thee Stallion, right? Everyone's like, oh, you know, Megan Thee Stallion is so empowering. She um, teaches women to love their bodies and, you know, love who they are and, you know, be whoever they are in their bodies. But then Megan was literally attacked and people are like, oh, she's lying, you know? And then 
even now with Meghan Markle, it's like, oh, Meghan Markle is like the face of, you know, Britain. And she's like such an amazing representation for, you know, all for the UK and all this stuff. And then she's like, you know, talked to it on um, Oprah's interview about uh, being suicidal. And people are like, no, that's not true. Like that, there's no way she could have done that. So I think um, what comes along with being a black woman is kind of having to I guess cope with being celebrated in some moments, but but having to defend yourself in other moments and trying to prove your humanity in some ways. Um, and I, I don't think people are really talking about it in the way that they should be in discussing black women as humans with feelings and you know identities other than their jobs or careers and, um, and who they are as a person. Yes, I'm just resonating with all of this. Like, Kristen, I understood why it took a lot of pauses there because it's so much into our experience that makes us us. You can't just pinpoint things here and there. Like, of course, we all have examples of, like, situations that have happened. But, like, in the grand scheme, being a Black woman is so complex. And, indeed, definitely I've, I've read what happened with Amanda, Meghan Markle's, you know, big right now. And I think my biggest thing, like, the area of my like what I would say is hard for us is that stereotype, like break, like breaking the stereotypes. Um, my experience is usually end up dealing with someone thought I was someone else, you know, usually maybe a worker or a nurse or something lower than what I am. Um, when I'm in a space as something like a PhD student or someone more knowledgeable than they think I am because of they're stuck on, I don't know, Medea movies or just a stereotypical angry black woman. When I'm like, no, yeah, I speak Ebonics. I'm from the east side of Atlanta, but I can also tell you about these hydrogels and these biochemical reactions. So please try me if you want to. You know, like, yes, I work out, but I eat sushi. Okay, but I also eat some fries and some hot wings. Like, <laughs> I just, it's, I think it's a tough place being a black woman. Like, like I said, we are multifaceted. I think most people in general are, but black women, I feel like we get narrowed in a hole more than others. Like, they, we have this role we have to play. People have these, start to start snapping at me. I'm like, I don't snap when I talk. I will clap here and there, but like, you know, I use my hands when I talk, but we're not all the same person. Um, and I think that's what's been most difficult, I think, in life, especially as we're getting older and older, just trying to break those stereotypes, have to show people that, yeah, I, I can do multiple of these things and I'm not just one, one area. Thinking about what everyone said so far, I think for Black women, it's usually like, I don't know, you, you know, people want you to break barriers and there's people, obviously people that would rather you not do that, but there's people that, you know, maybe they're like, oh yes, go for that goal, you know, attain that, attain this thing. But sometimes there may be a caveat, you know, like, okay, do that, but don't do it this way. Okay, you can do that, but if you don't fit into this specific mold, then we're not really gonna vibe with what you're on. So it's, it's, it's hard to navigate that sometimes because I think when you're just being authentic to who you are and you know moving in a way that is comfortable for you, there's always someone that may not completely agree or because it it looks different from what they're used to, then they they may use that opportunity to maybe try to hold you back to say, okay, like, well. Like, I know you're trying to do this, but, you know, that doesn't really match with what I think should be happening or match with how I think you should be approaching a situation. So it's just really challenging. But, you know, we we work through it every time. <laughs>
something at this point in my life that I would never change for the world. But I do think that black women are constantly policed from everyone, from other really within our black community, from our black men, from our external community. And everyone kind of has this image of what we're supposed to be. Um, we're stereotypically caretakers and we are caretakers, you know, we're, we're the strong black woman, but also we're very vulnerable. We're very sensitive and we're, like you guys said, very multifaceted. So I think for me, like all of you mentioned, like there's really no, you only can understand fully if you actually are a black woman. And that's something that I've been, you know, calling people out recently when I see, um, stories like Megan Thee Stallion or when I see stories about Meghan Markle like people are like oh like, da, 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 like I get it I'm like you don't because when I see these stories I'm legitimately personally affected because I can see myself in those stories I remember after the death of Breonna Taylor like people would be like oh like, I get it like it's so terrible what happened and yes you can understand to a certain extent how terrible it is but when you actually can see, you know, yourself in somebody else, you, you know, have common experiences that you actually can feel, it's not the same. And I think being a black woman, that is so incredibly unifying to all of us that we can't necessarily pinpoint it, but I can see people like Breonna Taylor, I can see people like Megan Thee Stallion, Megan Markle, and actually empathize with them and like feel, you know, what they're feeling. And I think that's just very cool that we're able to experience it. But also on the other side, it's very difficult, you know, to navigate throughout the world and experience that much sorrow, but still have to take care of people and still have to be happy at work and go to meetings and be in lab and things like that. And I think we're just so cool. Like it's so dumb that it, you know, <laughs> down to that word, but we're just objectively cool people. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to comment on um, what Kristen said. Well, I guess both, both of you said. So um, when she, you know, said people will tell you, go out, do these things, you know, be who you are. And then you start to be who you are. And they're like, oh, no, 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 not that way. Oh, but like simmer down. And it just made me think that, you know, every time that I have been told um, you are intimidating or you need to be more humble or you shouldn't, you know, push in that direction. You should, you know, you shouldn't push as hard. It has always been a male or a white woman. Like every time, right? And I don't, I don't think that experience is unique, but whenever I have surrounded myself around black women, they clap so loud. Like to be in a room of black women, like the energy, like the vibe, everything is so different. Like. I, it's just like uh, having a community of strictly black women or only black women is like something I have never experienced before. And that makes me so happy to now have those experiences and now be in this space where I can like find people on Instagram and, you know, come up with a video and like have all these people, you know, participate in, in different things. Um, but it's such a welcoming space and it's so empowering to actually feel that when you are in a room of black women and when you have that support and you don't have to worry about, you know, how you eat in your hot wings or, you know, if you want to, you know, eat some tiramisu or creme brulee, like you can do both and be bomb at it. Like, <laughs> I just had some creme brulee last night. How you know? Hello? <laughs> we here, we here. 
This podcast is sponsored by Women Who Engineer, the epicenter for women in and aspiring to be in STEM. Follow them on Instagram for a daily dose of women kicking ass. Last thing that I wanted to cover is what advice do you guys have for Black women that are actually listening to this? And Nettie, we can start with you. My advice to any Black woman or girl listening is to be you unapologetically and have a good support system for yourself. Um, I think we've all spoken about whether it's the Black community of engineers or just people that you call your friends, someone that can also just keep you humble and grounded that you can talk to. I think it's very important to have a good community um, no matter what stage you are in life, whether we're kids in high school, college, PhD programs, or just engineers in general, I think it's important to have people around you that support you and your goals. Um, we have amazing women here like India, who's a whole business owner, you know, but we need people to support us and, you know, help speak about us when we're not in the room, you know, who supports you when you're not in the room or who will give you opportunities that you might not have had without them, you know? So I think having your community is a great part of life and that will help black women keep prospering. We're each, we're each other's hype women, honestly. So have great people around you and be you fully. India, do you want to follow up? Yeah. Um, so my advice is honestly probably advice to myself, but I'm going to say it anyway. So um, my advice is to allow yourself to feel your feelings. Right. I think black women get caught so caught up. I mean, I do in this like black, strong black woman stereotype. Right. And, you know, you always have to be strong. You always have to support your family. And, you know, and we all have platforms, too. So it's additional responsibility of, you know, keeping your followers engaged, but also keeping them inspired and, you know, uplift them as well. So um, I would encourage everyone to just be in your feelings like feel it and let it happen. And, you know, someone comes at you like, oh, you and your feelings today. Yeah, I am. So what? Like, I'm just going to feel it and let myself like engage in this emotion. Um, Cause I, I, what I have noticed at least in myself is that when you don't allow yourself to feel those things, it starts to catch up to you. And it comes out in places that you don't want it to, or when you don't want it to. Um, so, I mean, my platform, I focus on mental health, like all the time. So uh, I would definitely tell you, just, just feel your feelings and let you, don't judge yourself for feeling the way that you feel. And Kristen, do you have anything else to add? I agree with what Nettie and India had to say. Um, I, I'm gonna be like India and give myself some advice as well. <laughs> um, just don't doubt the journey that you're on and don't doubt the path that you find yourself on either. Um, I, I think, um, you know, for us being black women, we, you know, there's there's importance in seeing role, having role models um, and, you know, being able to see yourself and other people. But, you know, one thing that, um, one thing that my Grammy told me recently was, you know, you're not in anyone else's shadow. You're not on anyone else's path. You know, you, you don't have to feel like, you know, your process has to look like someone else's because, you know, why would we be on this earth if we were supposed to be like somebody else, you know? So I think what I would tell black women is, you know, just to get more comfortable forging your own path and building that confidence in yourself to know that you are capable of achieving great things, you're capable of creating your destiny and 
you know, having that mindset in every situation, um, I, I think that's helpful, especially for Black women when we're looking to um, looking to move forward in the world. My heart just fluttered. Did anyone else just feel that in their chest? <laughs> um, that was amazing advice. I think something that I would tell myself, my younger self, definitely now I'm getting a little bit better at it, but don't be afraid to take up space. Um, I think we've, that's been like a common theme throughout our conversation. Like it's so hard sometimes to walk into spaces because um, people assume that we're of lesser status or we're not as smart as them. Um, we don't deserve to be there. And that's just not true. Um, and I think that's something that, again, I need to hear because like I do, you know, um, deal with imposter syndrome sometimes. And I think that's something that a lot of black women, you know, have to deal with on a regular basis, unfortunately. But take up space. You know, uh, I actually was talking to one of my friends and if black women had or naturally, you know, came with this confidence that like any white male feels that they have, we could literally take over the world. Um, and she, like she said it, of course, easily. <laughs> a lot of times like we're in spaces and white men, you know, feel that they are owed something. They feel that they have the priv like privilege to do whatever it is. And they can come in and be super average and just like own stuff and like- Or less than average. Really <laughs> um, speak it. But, um, you know, if we could, you know, foster that confidence that, you know, any average white man, you know, has just naturally, oh my goodness, like so many doors would open up for us. Um, and just like continue to love yourself, continue to pay attention to your mental health because I too, Feeling my feelings is a very new thing, and I genuinely feel like my headspace is just so much better than it was before. Um, we don't have to be strong all the time. We can be vulnerable. Being vulnerable, honestly, I think is a sign of strength. Um, understanding when you should be vulnerable, when you should, you know, talk to people, reach out to other people, but just continue being you because, like Kristen said, there's no one like you. We're all unique. We're all versatile. We are all phenomenal. I'm just, I'm genuinely over the moon that you all were able to, you know, take time out of your busy schedules to talk with me. I think that this conversation has been super impactful for me. Again, just seeing Black women that are engineers that are doing, you know, amazing things is just really cool for me personally. And I know that any Black woman or just people in general that come across this episode, I think will very much benefit from um, the stories and the experiences that we've shared. So thank you. Try not to get like all emotional, but thank you. Right. <laughs> you got an onion. Thank you for having us and bringing us together mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to come together. in the future. I can sense it. We're going to yeah. We need a more name. Conversations. Yeah, we need a name. Um, <laughs> this is Destiny's Child, but add a few more members. <laughs> but I'm super excited to be talking with you. I hope that this is impactful to viewers. I will be putting everyone that is in here's um, short bios, as well as their Instagram handles and any other things that they want me to promote in the description. So please go follow them follow all of them and it's literally been the best decision ever 
Um, and tune in next week for another Being Black episode. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. bye.